Hello again, and welcome back to the From Grief to Greatness podcast. I'm Gerard, and I'm here with Christy and John. Hi, I'm Christy. Hi, I'm John. So uh, the last couple of podcasts, we covered uh, the stages of grief and how we've experienced them. And I've, I've always found this kind of a topic interesting. You know, you talk experiences that you've had from, you know, our stories to our stages of grief experiences. And then from there, uh, the tools that we have to, to deal with what these experiences have been. How do we battle this grief? And even, you know, it even bleeds over into, uh, carries into uh, being uh, applicable to our everyday lives, uh, which I think makes it that much more, uh, you know, it's always good to have a, a great uh, set of tools. It, it makes life that Absolutely. much, uh, that much more uh, tolerable mm-hmm. and that much, that much more uh, uh, joyous. Abs- absolutely for me, for the things that I, I've used. So let's uh, get into what we've done. Uh, there are so many different things. I, I'd like to just, uh, I'm not going to list anything, you know, I'm not going to give a big list. I really only have a couple of things here. Uh, one of the tools that, that I use that has worked out so beautifully for me in my life, this is like the main one, so that's why I'm going to bring it up first, is meditation. Uh, it's something that I've heard people say they can't do, they can't concentrate, they can't focus long enough to just sit there with their eyes closed and try not to follow their thoughts uh, and stick to their thought because it's, it's not really as easy as it sounds. But once you get into the practice, like with any other kind of practice, it does become a, a lot more, uh, a lot, lot simpler for you. And so anyway, meditation for me, it gets me focused and balanced. What that means to me is that it slows everything down. I don't have alarm bells going off in my head for every little thing. Not that I necessarily had that before, but it really takes that, it takes more than just that edge off. And I can stay on task when I have a list of things to do. You know how sometimes your, uh, even just lists of things uh, to, to do or be, can become a little bit overwhelming. And that doesn't happen. I feel clear. I feel happier. And I'm just more settled. And I still know that my problems and issues exist, but as I said, I'm not overwhelmed. And if it weren't for meditation, all of these other tools that I have, or you know, anything that I, that I use in any way that I use them, they, be, they are less effective. If you don't have that, that base, like I, I have, I need to do this more, but, but I've at least developed to a degree, then nothing else really falls into place. And meditation, like when I say it slows things down, my brain just doesn't buzz. It doesn't do what it wants to do normally, which is just focus on things, problems, issues, grief. Uh, it doesn't mean these things aren't happening. It doesn't mean that I don't feel uh, the grieving of uh, any of the things we've already talked about or even just your basic normal stuff in life, like you know, uh, having financial woes or having not being in a relationship or something or having you know, grieving a, a lost relationship or something like that. It's an amazing, amazing uh, tool to have in your arsenal because it's not like anything else. You know, I, I can't say it doesn't take the place of medication. You know, we, we, when we need that, we need it. But it is one of the, it is the main thing. And I believe it's one of the most important ones because science has proven what meditation does for your mind. And how it can help with you know, focusing and concentration. Many athletes use it. it. It can settle things in the midst of chaos. And how many of our lives, you know, are not 
riddled with chaos from time to time, especially when you have gone through grieving. So it helps you feel more peaceful? It really does. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's about, it helps with anxiety. Mm -hmm. It helps with depression. Mm -hmm. uh, I've, I've found that it's, it's worked wonders for my anxieties. You know, you just, you know, again, it doesn't take the place of what, right. of pharmacological intervention, mm -hmm. but along with it when you need it, mm -hmm. boy, if I didn't have it when I was going through all the things that I went through that we've talked about, I, I don't know where I'd be. Wow, that's good. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah, meditation is uh, very good for, you know, the optimal word I think that you said is to focus, to focus mm -hmm. your mind. Um, when, I, when I've done medication, uh, medication, <laughs> the Freudian slip there, meditation, right. <laughs> um, um, it really helped me to like you said to like unclutter my mind uh to clear away um the the useless information that that's in front of me um i would sit for 20 minutes at a time and maybe it was a little different from how other people do it but i would just try and blank my mind and i would think of whiteness just complete mm -hmm. whiteness mm -hmm. and try not to think of anything at all for as long as i could to to stop my inner dialogue completely and it, it was it's extremely extremely difficult to do and i could only probably do it for you know uh maybe a minute at a time but the longer mm -hmm. i i meditated the longer i could stop my inner dialogue and and mm -hmm. just be at completely um at peace and i found that the longer i did this that i would start having like spontaneously starting to remember things from like my past when i was very oh, young wow that's interesting. Yeah, I, I just like I would be in the shower and all of a sudden I remember something from when I was like six years old. Oh, wow. You know, yeah, because mm -hmm. uh, my mind would just be so, you know, pure back, you know, all mm -hmm. of this, these memories would be coming back because, they're, they're, like I said, there'd be, there, there would be no obstructions. Clouded. Yeah, mm -hmm. we would be taken away from, like you said, just the daily, the grind that you go through the, that gets in your mind, that, the, you know, things that aren't necessary you know, mm -hmm. and I, I would remember, um, you know, I'd be purging all this useless information and I would, re I would start to remember things from when I was very young and, uh, it was very, uh, interesting and, and a little unsettling, but it was also, uh, a great thing, you know, cause I, I remember things, father died when I was 21. So I start to remember things about my father, uh, things that we did together and, and stuff, um, from when I was a young boy and oh, it was, it awesome. was great. You know, so meditation, you know, did had a dual purpose for me of not just relaxing my anxiety, which which is something that it helped me with, you know, also mm -hmm. my anxiety, but it also helped bring back um, memories uh, of my father that I had otherwise forgotten. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. It's really something like when you, once you get in there, the kinds of things that can start popping through. I actually had an experience one time last year where I just saw so many friends and family members coming at me and telling me everything's okay. Hey, everything's going to be okay. People were like hugging me and high-fiving me and, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. I just started crying. Hmm. Just like right in the middle of a meditation, I just saw people coming at me. It was just so cool. Wow. That is cool. Yeah. Have you ever, Christy, have you ever tried meditation before? I have not. You haven't? No. I would suggest it. Yeah. That's probably but a good what idea. Uh, but what kind, of, what kind of tools have you used to get you through these uh, harder times in life? Well, um, you know, I'm in therapy mm -hmm. off and on. Um, 
And so that's kind of where I've learned my tools. Um, a lot of mine are kind of like, you know, I do suffer from, um, I struggle with anxiety a lot. And, um, and I used to have this issue of, I guess it's worrying what people think about me. Maybe I'm not sure, but like hypothetically, let's say I go to work one morning and somebody's in a bad mood. And my first thought is, Oh my God, why are they mad at me? Mm-hmm. Well, people are in bad moods for who knows what happened at home that morning, mm-hmm. you know? So what I had to do is like ask myself logical questions. I have to say, have you done anything to upset them? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the world does not revolve around you. Um, you know, like I said, we don't know what happened to them last night or this morning. And that, that could be what was upsetting or even in the traffic on the way in, who knows, you know, right. but, um, for some reason I, I had a hard time with that. And then another one is, um, like learning how to, um, just tell myself that even if you get like in an argument with your family member or something like, like, I guess growing up for some reason, I thought when my parents were mad at me, I thought they hated me, but that wasn't true. I I don't know why I thought that, but um, just to realize that, um, tell myself, you know, no, that's not true at all. Mm -hmm. If they didn't care, Mm -hmm. then they wouldn't be upset, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. Now, um, so I'm, I'm more referring to everyday life than the grieving Mm -hmm. part of it. Yeah. Um, with the grieving part of it, I would have to say that, um, I, I had to talk myself down, uh, from the denial quite a bit in the beginning. Like, um, he really is gone. Mm -hmm. He's not coming back. Mm -hmm. You're going to be okay. We're all going to be okay. Because, you know, at at first I, I really didn't feel like we were ever going to be okay. Hmm. You know? So you just kind of have to, uh, or I, I just would consciously talk to myself and tell myself, you know, I'm going to get through this. You know, we're all going to get through this. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we're going to learn to live life now as it is. And I mean, we have no choice. So you either accept it or you don't. But when you don't accept it, it makes it more difficult and challenging to live because you're fighting still. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. And um, that's almost like that's like living in turmoil. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, a, a good friend of mine taught me like that situation or any given situation that may cause you um, anxiety or emotions. Okay. It's happening. Yeah. So you can one, get upset about it Mm -hmm. or two, not get upset about it, but either way it's happening. Mm -hmm. So really (laughs) you don't have to be upset about it. Right. What good does it do? Correct. It, It, for me, Cause I'm, I'm a pretty, uh, intense person. Like I, I get really upset about stuff and, or I used to, I don't so much now unless it's like a serious thing, but yeah. Um, but I used to really get upset about things and let them like ruin my day. Well, come on now. Mm-hmm. Why, why would you want to do that? So you just have to, um, make that conscious decision mm-hmm. 
that this is happening, whether I'm upset or not. I'm choosing not to be upset. I'm because I'll tell you, when you think logically in your in your mind, it it, it really helps to talk me down from the emotions. Sure. You know? It's like, you know, you become that, that wise person, mm-hmm. like, let's say like, you know, like a, a, a mother or a teacher mm-hmm. or just, you know, some, some uh, other, you know, uh, figure, some person that you might look up to in your life, mm-hmm. you become that person, mm-hmm. you know, that talks you down off the ledge, so to speak. Right. You know, talks exactly. you back into calmness. Exactly. Which, you know, is important because you're not going to be with your best friend every day, all day, every day, you know? No. So you have to learn how to do that yourself. Right. You have to become that. You have to become mm-hmm. like, you know, your own therapist, so to yeah. speak. And you, yeah. and you change, when you do that over and over, then it, it actually becomes a part of you. Right. And that mm-hmm. is a beautiful thing. It is a very beautiful thing. And that is, uh, you know, my, my other, uh, you know, my other, uh, tool in my arsenal because mm-hmm. you know you, this is what we're talking about positive mm-hmm. talk yes you know affirmations yes. there's a, a, a great book that was introduced to me by my therapist it's called uh, you can heal your life and it's been it was written by louise hay who who passed not too long ago mm-hmm. um and it, it teaches you about this i mean you're really like you're doing mirror work you're standing mm-hmm. in front of the mirror so you can see yourself and talking to yourself giving yourself a lot of uh a lot of positive things to fill your mind with because you know we all have that narrative in our heads about who we are and how we think of ourselves and m- most of which has been put there by others you know there are outside influences mm-hmm. uh you know our peers our upbringing our society and a lot of that can be negative and defeating and yes. therefore wrong when internalized absolutely yes and we have the power to take the opportunity to change it mm-hmm. by talking to ourselves in positive ways, changing that narrative. And I've used this even like when I'm at work and I'm in the middle of some chaotic day and I mm-hmm. just say to myself, all right, th- are you going to let this get to you or are you going to just relax mm-hmm. and just let it be mm-hmm. and just work with what's going on here? Because to do the opposite has never been helpful, nor mm-hmm. will it ever be. Mm-hmm. And that's one of, you know, that's another tool. And I know, I don't know, John, have you, have you read that book? Uh, no, I'm not familiar with that. Oh, okay. I can, you know what, I'll, uh, I'll mail it to you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> the book's no, in the it's, mail. It's a wonderful book. It really, you know, at first, you know, it seems um, like, oh, wow, it's like a chore. Like, I got to stand in front of the mirror and talk to myself. But yet, you know what? Think of all the things that we hear you know, coming at mm-hmm. us, whether, you know, because not nobody's perfect. Either it's from mm-hmm. our parents or from teachers or from your peers, again, and from society in general. Mm-hmm. It, it, it teaches us things about ourselves that aren't true. And we mm-hmm. hold on to that. We hear that playing in our minds and we can change it. We can change what's playing in our mind. What you feed your mind, it will obey. Mm, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So it's like no more stinking thinking. Right. Exactly. <laughs> So uh, what, else, uh, what else do you have, John? Um, well, a tool that has really been very, very helpful to me that um, our therapist introduced to me that um, I, you can do on your own, anybody can do, is um, eye movement desensitization, desensitization <laughs> <laughs> and reprocessing. Fortunately, you don't have to say it. It's called EMDR for short. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yes, I'm sure you're familiar with it. You've done it yourself. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. And um, for those of you who are not familiar with it, it it's a fairly new um, therapeutic um, tool. Um, just started in 1988. And um, 
it's a form of psychotherapy where your therapist asks you to um, recall a distressing image and then use you use bilateral stimulation. Now, what bilateral stimulation is, is basically um, like uh, side to side eye movement or hand tapping or mm-hmm. um, oral side to side from in your ears. And um, what what happens is um, it's based on the idea that negative thoughts, feelings and behaviors from your past um, are, are in your present are the results of unprocessed memories from your past where you have, for instance, uh, what happens with me is I have, you know, extreme anxiety as well. So what my therapist would do is you go back and she says, when is the first time that you can remember having really bad anxiety? And for me, I remember, well, it was when I was about 18 or 19 and I had to play uh, in college a piano recital. Um, uh, for all of the piano students, I had to play a piano recital. So I had to play by myself on the piano in front of a, you know, a big crowd here in the, uh, you know, this uh, recital room at college. Um, everyone there just to look at me, just to hear mm-hmm. me play. You know, there's no anonymity being in a band where people are at a bar and not paying attention to you, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was just nervous as hell in the uh, room where everyone waits to go in and there's a practice piano and, you know, we're all talking, me and the other uh, pianists. And uh, I was just shaking and sweating and, um, uh, you know, heart beating a, a million miles an hour and r- my chest rattling. And it was very, very similar to what I felt in my adult anxiety uh, mm-hmm. after my diagnosis with the RA and all the other stuff. Yeah. So we figured, well, that's maybe where it all started. And if we could move that through, if we could work that out, if we can transport myself back to that time Mm -hmm. and work through that anxiety, and then we'll go through starting there and then go through each time that I've had anxiety in the past and try and work it out so that I no longer have that anxiety in me, you know, Mm -hmm. trying to like go back to your past, um, very, uh, you know, traumatic anxiety-filled times and work them out. So you, you close your eyes and you do the tapping and you basically just sort of cross your arms, put your, your hands on your shoulders and tap back and forth nice and slowly and close your eyes and think of that image and your therapist can guide you. You can do it on yourself. Think of the image and then think of yourself. I thought of myself walking through the door, sitting down at the piano, playing my piece superbly not having any anxiety, standing up, taking my applause, and then going back and sitting down in the audience. And then, you know, you work through that anxiety and then you move on to the next anxious filled moment in your life mm-hmm. and you work them all through so that you no longer have that anxiety in your body. And the idea is to work through all of these anxieties uh, until you get up to the present time and you no longer have these unprocessed anxieties in your body and it's a very very interesting um concept uh, because you would think well what can these bilateral stimulations really do how can just tapping on your shoulders back and forth or listening you can get um apps on um uh in your app stores so where you can listen put on headphones and have it listen back in your ears it'll go back and forth left and right in your ears you know Mm -hmm. or you can get you can go on youtube and there's a um 
uh, YouTube called Follow the Light. And it, and you follow it with your eyes and it will move your eyes around. And the same thing with EMDR and you think about your, your things. And it, it relaxes you and it um, works out your, um, your problems from the past. And whether it's on YouTube or whether it's an app or whether you just tap yourself, um, EMDR is a remarkable, remarkable tube, uh, tool um, to add to your um, toolbox. It's yeah, it really, you know, it like the way you described it. It's like you know, you're you're imagining the setting, and you know, you're 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 just you're visualizing, uh, just a totally different feel. Mm-hmm. You know, just a totally different experience. How you play through it, everything goes well, and you're and you're settled, and you're calm. So then you're changing. And it. You're changing the experience yeah. of it. Yeah, so it's no longer uh, something that is a wall, something that you right. that you're that you're knocked up against, something that you're pushed mm-hmm. up against. Yeah. It's now, uh, you know, the wall is, is pushed down and, and you're just you're just walking right through. And it's now it's no longer an obstacle in your yeah. brain. Yeah, it is fascinating. It really is. And, you know, these things that we learn, you know, the meditation, the EMDR, the positive affirmations, you know, the, 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 the positive talk, all the things that we've discussed so far. I mean, for me, of course, for all of us, I mean, you know, we we learn this stuff somewhere. Right. So uh, that that is my my next one is, uh, you know, it's <laughs> a good therapist. I mean, oh, yeah. if you're dealing with the kinds of things that we've dealt with. Man, you need a therapist. You should definitely be in talk therapy. I have learned so much, not just about life and about myself. I, I, I've, I've really I've learned how to condition. You know, they, I mean, that's that's the main thing. I've really I've learned how to condition myself differently. I am not the same person. And, you know, I've gone through, you know, from the first day that I've gone into therapy till now, there's a lot that's happened. I mean, I've lost my parents since uh, I've been diagnosed bipolar since. So there have been these extra things that have, you know, come along, you know, from what I brought into therapy to begin with. Um, and thankfully, because I was already conditioning myself, uh, you know, from before I, I went through those other things. And I just I feel like I'm such a complete person compared to compared to what I was before. I am by no means cured or healed of, uh, you know, these ailments and these these things that I've, I grieve, but I, I am so much better equipped to handle them. And Carol has just been amazing. And I will never leave her. I told her she's never allowed to retire. And if she does, she's only <laughs> yeah. going to have a couple of clients, me and John. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So please, anyone, when you are dealing with heavy things, it is just too much to ask of a, of a lay person to just, you know, figure this stuff out for yourself. I mean, it's great to have your support systems, but the professionals, man, they, they you know, they, they are here for a reason. So please use them. Don't feel funny about it. Don't, and, and talk about it. Tell people you're getting great help from someone and it's making your life better. Yeah, because then you could encourage somebody else to do the same. Absolutely. There should not be this stigma carry that, you know, if you're with a therapist, there's something wrong with you. No. Well, yeah, maybe there's something wrong. But you're addressing it. You're trying to fix it. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It means there are things in your life that you're trying to you're trying to make things better. Mm -hmm. You're trying to create a better version of yourself. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. As we, uh, you know, we we um, proposed last week when we we were talking um, that there should be no no stigma that because going to a therapist is the same as, yes, Mm -hmm. it's it's the same as if you're going to 
a cardiologist or going to right. an yeah, ENT or going to any kind of doctor. Right. You know, you're going to a doctor to get well. And if it's because yes. of your brain or because you broke your leg or because you have a heart disease, it's the same thing. There's no exactly. difference. You, you shouldn't feel, like you said, any kind of stigma. You shouldn't feel like uh, there's anything more wrong with you than if you had something wrong with your body. It's mm-hmm. the same thing. Yep. You know, Absolutely. it's just as important. And, uh, you know, I, uh, the two days a week that I talk to my therapist are the two best days of the week because I come oh, out of, of it oh, feeling. That's great. You know, uh, the talk that I do um, is so important it, that it makes me feel so much better to, when I talk to Good. her, you know, and mm-hmm. um, I, uh, the, you know, the, the positive affirmation I get from her is priceless. And I would talk to her every day if she could fit me in her <laughs> oh, schedule. Sure. Oh, of course. Oh. If I could afford it. Yeah, I would sure. talk to her every day. You know. And, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's... Um, what, um, you know, you, you have to, if you need to go to a therapist, go to a therapist. And uh, because it's, it's very important that you get treated for whatever it is that's bothering you. And don't let the stigma, like we said, atta- get attached to you. And don't let it get um, too far to where, you know, it could get dangerous. Yes. And, um, you know, I... I there's only, other than my wife, only Gerard and our prior guest, Stu, know this. And I left it out of my history when I went through my history because I just thought it was too um, heavy to mm-hmm. add in. But um, the reason I went to, to start seeing Carol, even though I'd had anxiety and depression for many, many, many years, was um, I had a suicide attempt. Um, and it was, whether it was serious or not is debatable, whether it was a cry for help or whether it was, it was serious. I think it was, it started serious and then I got scared, but, um, that was why I started going to Carol Mm -hmm. and that was why, um, I'm still alive and a very Mm -hmm. happy person now and not that dark, dark world that I was in in January of 2000, whatever it was. Yep. I'll never forget that day. And I'm so grateful yep. that you took I'm that step. So grateful that you, um, you know, intervened and, um, we're one of the people that, you know, you intervened and Stu intervened. And, um, I nearly drove Marie to a nervous breakdown, which I feel <laughs> so bad about. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I just don't know where I was at that time, but that's yeah. why I should have seen a, a therapist earlier before it got mm-hmm. to that point. So as I'm saying, yeah. if you're having a depression, if you're having anxiety, don't wait. Right. right. See a therapist before you get to the point where you're suicidal. Right. See a therapist. So I'm saying, see a therapist. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah, admit, because right. maybe you won't right. be as lucky as me. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. And and it's a good thing that you have such good friends, you know? Yeah. Thank goodness for that. Like a good support system. Absolutely. Um, my family and I, we moved around a lot, like maybe every couple of years for my dad's business, you know? So I never really um, made roots anywhere. Um, but when we moved 
down here back back to Tampa um you know at that that point I was just entering into my teenage years 13 which you know for girls it's not a fun time and um so I I didn't know anyone um and then the one girl that I did be it, it just ended up being a bad bad influence on me um however you know, you all know that I had been in therapy early on, mm-hmm. like around 10 and, and stuff. But I I had to get back into therapy when we moved down here because I don't know. I, I just I had a lot of anxiety. I didn't know anyone. Even my cousins were estranged. I mean, I hadn't seen them for probably eight, nine years, you know, um, so on and so forth. And then, you know, with the things that happened to me when I did move down here at, at school with, you know, the librarian that I've talked about before and the different doctors, it, it kind of took me to a dark place as well. Um, so my mom did get me back into therapy, but, um, I've been there, John. Mm -hmm. And I took like, um, like half a bottle of, of Tylenol PMs and went to sleep. And then my dad woke me up the next morning and boy, was I mad. I'm like, I woke oh. up, damn it. You know, <laughs> cause I figured I was going to go to sleep and that would be it. Oh, but no, you know, can't even do that. Right. But, um, <laughs> so I went to school and, um, by the time I got to school, I was just physically ill and I, I had to call my mom to to come get me and take me home. And then mm-hmm. I had to actually tell her what happened and it, it was, it wasn't pretty. Um, yeah. that was probably the second time actually that I did that, but the first time, but you know, first since we moved. So, um, but yeah, so I think that I probably should have been in therapy longer than I was. Like, I think when you're a kid, they do six or eight visits and then you're done. I could have probably used a lot more than that. Um, but that's okay. And, and, you know, um, I'm really, really happy that you guys had each other because it's really hard when you don't have anyone that Mm -hmm. understands and, you know, dealing with a lot of the things that we've dealt with, you know, when they happen, thank goodness they're, they're not currently happening, but I mean, you can really go through some dark days And that's when, you know, you have to do the self-talk. Like, I know that no matter what's happening, good or bad, but bad, I can always find a good point in it. There's always something to be thankful for. There's always a bright side of something, even if it may sound like a silly bright side, but at least I'm attempting to bring myself mm-hmm. up. It's worth the effort to, to right? bring it up, to, to find it. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of mine with my family, you know, I don't know if it's a Hispanic thing or what, but their, their focus is always weight. So they were always on my case about my weight. You know, how much weight did you gain? What do you weigh? Blah, blah, blah. And I'd never tell them anything, you know, cause it's none of their business, but I did have a, a, a big complex about that. Mm-hmm. Um, And as a result, I had, you know, some food issues that I've worked through or that I'm working through still. But um, that was a big thing 
um, self-perception. And that comes like with that, like that book you were talking about, you know, Mm -hmm. the self-affirmation, like I would um, put little sticky notes on my mirror, you know, you are beautiful. Mm -hmm. You have a beautiful heart. You're a good person. You're not wrong. Right. The (laughs) important things. Right. Those are the important things. They are. Because for some reason, you know, I felt like I was wrong, but I'm talking like wrong as a person, just, Mm -hmm. I don't know how to describe it. Like Mm -hmm. just wrong, not like wrong about this or that, but just like your existence is just not, yeah. Like it shouldn't (laughs) be, you shouldn't be, you should be different. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think a lot of it was because I did feel different than most people. Well, that, that book can definitely help change your perception of that. Yeah. It really can. That's good. Well, I mean, I've come to understand that, no, I'm not the only person that has these struggles. No. And through therapy, that's how I, I learned how to do the self-talk um, and books, you know, where you, there's, just like you said, your book, and there's books out there with just self-affirmations that you can read. And, you know, maybe if you read a little bit every day, it it'll yeah. change the way you're thinking. Mm-hmm. I used to. I, and again, I, I need to get back mm-hmm. to it. I mean, we all get complacent. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, that's, it's very helpful to do that until, again, it becomes a habit and then right. you're able to do it oh, on your own. You've got to make it something that's you do. just ingrained in And it's wonderful when that happens. Like everything else that we learn is ingrained in us. We have to change that. Yes. So it just becomes the more powerful part. We have to ungrain and regrain. That's right. <laughs> covered, you know, I, I personally have covered everything that I've wanted to. Uh, mm-hmm. John, did you have anything else? Um, only to add just the very simple yes. thing about breathing. Yes. Make sure oh. that you, you know, um, breathing can uh, do a lot to reduce um, you know, yeah. your heart rate. Um, good, deep, heavy breathing is just a good thing to do for very your health. Yes. Um, yes. And for your um, mental state. Deep. Yes. Absolutely. Deep breathing. Um, I've done that to lower my pulse. I've done that to, um, to relax um, when I'm going to bed mm-hmm. is, is always a good thing. Very simple. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you for bringing that up because I did forget yes. about that. I mean, it kind of, because that's a, a part of what meditation is, you know, it's just breathing and right. you don't have to be mm-hmm. meditating to just consciously breathe, like you said, and get some of those stress levels down and get that relaxation going. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you, John. Mm-hmm. Well, this is, you know, I'm glad that we were able to come on and, and trade this information back and forth and, you know, talk about what we've done to help ourselves. And hopefully that this can be some uh, something that people listening can uh, can pick up on and use for themselves and have yeah. success. Definitely. So, yeah. So uh, thank you both for sharing uh, what you've shared. And uh, thank, thank you, everyone, okay. for listening and just keep powering forward and please keep working towards going from grief to greatness because it really is a beautiful trip and we are happy to be a part of it. So thank you for listening and we will talk to you again soon.